Today on What Chaos, Yarmo Kekalainen is out as Blue Jackets GM. Connor Bedard could be back a lot earlier than the Blackhawks were just saying he would be. Is something going on with Jacob Markstrom? Hmm. And the popcorn guy knows what he did. It's What Chaos. Hi, Whatnuts. It's Thursday, February 15th. U.S. It's What Chaos. My name is DJ Bean. Pete Blackburn is in Chicago. And Sean DePaz is, get this, in Boston with me. Can confirm. Sean and I are hanging out for this one. Sean, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing a cute Bauer uh, beanie and a plain white hoodie and some purple pants. Nice. What? Yeah. Purple pants. Purple pants. They are good. And before the uh, PC police start uh, ringing their sirens, that was not a suggestive, Sean, what are you wearing today? That was a chit-chat show opening. Everybody discusses what they're wearing, what they did last night, it, it could have been suggested. What if, it were, what if it was suggested? I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, right? Like, Oh, no. We, uh, we, we, Sean we is all about gay hockey. We crossed some lines True. on this show. I'm talking about the uh, blue line. We're not afraid to be offside Red every line now and on then. On occasion, on occasion, two line passing every every once in a while. I draw the line at uh, a playful in office sexual harassment. We're not doing that. <laughs> We're not doing. It's just call me old fashioned. Won't go there. I mean, what's more? Don't, don't say something that says I mean kidding. after I said that. I uh I, what are you wearing Pete? Uh I'm wearing this uh this white jacket, white denim jacket that I bought at the thrift store when we went to go get our shitty uh we went to shop for our shitty media yep. night suits. I found this and was like I think I got to get this unironically because this is awesome. And then I've a got moment. a beautiful 47 brand Bruin Stanley Cup champs shirt. Terrific. Well, speaking of merchandise, uh today at 2 p.m. US on the What Chaos YouTube, you will find a new installment of Pro Shop Wars because we and hit not the, the one you're thinking of. <laughs> no, probably not. I <laughs> you, oh, you can't because we just have the one shot of me. You can't see how the set is adorned. You can still see the JVR in the background. Shout out him, but I've got Stinger on the table because we've got some news in his neck of the woods. But we're not going to talk about that right now because we're chit chatting. We're uh, clearing right. our throat. We're uh, we're feeling it out. But uh, yeah, the Vegas Pro Shop Wars will be up at 2 p.m. U.S. And this was a tricky one because today's the last show of the week. And if I know us, we're going to forget to talk about this on Monday. There was a little trickeration with Vegas and the Pro Shops. They have two Pro Shops, both of which are insane. And they told us, hey, this is the Pro Shop you want. You want to really yeah. go nuts? Do this pro shop. So we it's did a, that it's, pro shop. It's a really interesting situation because the pro shop that we did that you'll see on YouTube, which by the way, I think is our best pro shop wars video yet. Good on you, DJ. Thank you. You put together a fantastic pro shop wars. But the one that we did is the one at the practice facility, which is a ways away from the strip. But it's a very large pro shop and a very impressive pro shop, especially for a practice facility, not just for a practice facility, like an impressive pro shop in its own right. But they told us that that one was like probably the better one to do. And then we hit the pro shop at T-Mobile Arena before the game. And it is much smaller, but boy, does that one pack a punch as well. And they had completely different items and completely different merch and the stuff that they had there was really, really awesome as well. Yeah, so I'm saying pound for pound, the T-Mobile Pro Shop might be better. I definitely understand why they recommended the one at their practice facility because A, it's a really good Pro Shop. B, it's a flex that yeah. the practice facility Pro Shop they gave us is better than any other Pro Shop we've hit, maybe with the exception of... The Blackhawks, 
Columbus. I mean, uh, Blackhawks. Blackhawks is huge and it's awesome, but it's also Blackhawks and Bulls. So you kind of got a little fluff in there. That's true. Um, I was thinking of how vast it was, but you're right. Half of it is taken up with bull stuff. And a lot of pro shops, as you'll find as you watch pro shop wars, is uh, they will turn stuff over. They'll have like these fake walls where they flip stuff. Mm -hmm. So depending on which team is occupying the venue that evening, it's all Celtics or it's all Bruins. And there's it doesn't seem like you're in a half-half sort of thing. Chicago did that, so they lose points there. You are right that uh, Columbus's pro shop is amazing. Unfortunately, there's a good chance you're just going to have to take our word for it because <laughs> we uh, have not found that footage yet. But if we ever do, it'll be a great time. Check out this one, though. You are right, though. It's a uh, longer one because we're cutting these for YouTube now, which is something that listeners had requested. So if you're not on the What Chaos YouTube, please get there because, quite frankly... I can't have my TikTok being the only uh, forum that is going off right now for us. I'd like our YouTube yeah. to be doing well as well. Uh, our all-city overlord, uh, Brandon Spano, is here in Chicago today. First time I've gotten to meet him, and we had a discussion about how the show's doing. Uh, said the, our audio numbers are great, uh, but the YouTube numbers could l use a little juice. So if you're listening on YouTube, or you're listening on audio right now, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, please. Go to YouTube, and even if, you know what, even if you don't want to watch the YouTube videos every day, just go and give us a sub button. Hit that sub button and help us spike the numbers a little bit. And look, we could have made hockey reporters at the Super Bowl. We could have made that just a YouTube thing and prayed that it helped grow our numbers, but we wanted you all to see it, and we knew that it was the type of thing that would spread like wildfire on X, formerly uh, MySpace. And it did. So yeah. we did what was best for you, the consumer. Do what's best for us. Why don't you make us whole, okay? Get on youtube.com slash at what chaos show. Like everything as well. I even forget to do that. I don't like our Ooh. own. I don't know if that's like a conflict of interest. If I'm watching on my personal, should I be liking our yes. videos? Yeah, I should be. Oh, yeah. I like everything that we do. I, I'm, I'm all here for juicing the numbers. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Juice not, our numbers. Well, I mean, not, not uh, like artificially juicing the numbers. Like, we don't pay for streams or anything like that, like certain big-time artists. Uh, that was not supposed to be a shot at anyone specific. I realized that might have sounded like someone else. Yeah, who is that? else in the industry. I meant, I just know that, like, big-time actual musicians will juice their, their streams. So that's not, I mean, if you're on a YouTube podcast saying, we don't pay for blank, unlike, the first thing I'm thinking <laughs> is you're taking a shot at Pat McAfee. Oh, no, no. Well, I thought that sounded like a shot at Chicklets, which was not the point. I was I was actually referencing, like, real-life musicians that do that. I um, know. Do want to point out, uh, in the chat right now on YouTube, there is a, a comment that says, three, two, one, like spike. And I... Love making that a recurring thing where you just do a little three, two, one countdown time for a like spike. Everybody who's watching on YouTube just has to hit the like button at that one time and watch the like spike go up. Absolutely. Wow. In on that. The problem too, for me is that I can see how many people are viewing and how many people have liked, and I can see the discrepancy. So I know that some of you out there. Well, now we got to do an unlike button. In addition to chit chat at the beginning of the episode, we have to do the like spike to then transition into hockey topics. I, I, I you kind of lost me at that last part of it. I, I, I like the like spike part of it. Hold hockey hostage until we get like, <laughs> no, Just, but that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, like yeah. three, two, one, like spike. And then after the like spike, we go into the hockey topics. Okay. Uh, we got a like spike for the record. Well, then we'll do a like oh, spike yeah. in like 25 minutes and uh, we'll get to it. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's talk hockey on this Thursday. It's our last show of the week. Uh, Yarmo Kekalainen out in Columbus. And uh, you probably know Yarmo as being one of three GMs in the NHL that you know if you're a casual fan because he's just been there forever. He's been the Blue Jackets guy. He sits down with Adam Fantilli's dad for breakfast. <laughs> maybe when he doesn't even want to do that. Uh, he's been there since 2013, which to me, Pete, honestly... I would have guessed it was like 2009. If it's, you had told me, if you had told me that the Columbus Blue Jackets never had another GM other than Yarmo Kekalainen, <laughs> I'd believe it. Yeah. So uh, he he went four ten three sixty two and ninety seven. 
as GM of the Blue Jackets, five playoff appearances, had to trade Rick Nash. I believe he was around for that, right? That Yeah, 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 right? 2013, that would have been right, right? Had good days, had bad days. Uh, my read on this whole thing is I just wanted to discuss the overdue refrain that I've seen a lot where obviously the Blue Jackets are terrible right now. They're the worst team in the Eastern Conference. They're 16, 26, and 10. Had a lot of shit go down this year with the coaching situation. People are saying that it's overdue. I think that this is just all appropriate and it's the right time because with what happened with Mike Babcock, I think it would have been weird to just totally clean house. I think that when you bring in Pascal Vincent to step in for the season as you're figuring your shit out, you probably know he's not going to be the long-term guy. At that time, you're probably thinking Yarmo might not be the long-term guy. Let's give him most of this season. Let's see how it goes. Who knows? Maybe there's some sort of miracle. We don't want to burn bridges that we don't need to. And around the trade deadline, so we don't have a guy GMing for his job, if we feel we're out of it, we're done, he's done, then you can make the move and assess who is going to lead not only the management group going forward, but who's going to find the next coach. I actually think the timing of this is very, not savvy, but appropriate. Yeah, I'm somewhere in between, right? Because he's the third longest tenured GM or was the third longest tenured GM in the NHL. And like, for what? You know, like they only had one playoff appearance in 10 years or, or one playoff series win in 10 years, five playoff appearances. I guess you could say they had two series wins if you want to count the Toronto Maple Leafs one, uh, the best of five at the bubble. But, you know, they didn't, they obviously didn't have a lot of team success to show for that tenure. But, you know, if you ask around the league, Yarmo is one of the more respected and well-liked general managers. So by all accounts, he's a pretty good guy. Uh, by all accounts, like, you know, he has had mixed success with his uh, with his moves in Columbus. Like, he's done some really good things, but it also has seemed like he's had to kind of swim against the stream a, a bit with how many guys want to leave Columbus, whether that's his fault or not. I'm not totally sure, but it's just there seems to be like kind of a, a complacency and a lack of urgency from the Blue Jackets over the past decade or so under Yarmo, where... You know, the only year where they kind of you could say that there was any urgency was when they knew that Panarin and Bobrovsky were going to leave. And then they went all in and got like a Duchesne at, and, and paid a ton to get Duchesne at the deadline and went for it. And, you know, obviously that didn't didn't really work out for them. But there has been somewhat of a complacency factor with the Blue Jackets. And then when you had the Babcock stuff happen this summer and he went out on a limb and kind of stuck his neck out for Babcock and then got burned, you really felt like the clock was ticking for Yarmo. Yeah, I'll give a quick update. Rick Nash was traded in 2012. So Yarmo came in, yeah. in the, which is crazy because again it seems like as you said you had told me that Yarmo Kekalainen was the Blue Jackets first GM and I absolutely would have believed that on the coaching thing I think we need to know like how much of the the Blue Jackets need or I guess history of going for the rock star coach is on the GM or is that ownership I mean they've had torts they tried to have Mike Babcock I think that if they do the type of thing that a team in their type of market, which obviously they have a very strong fan base, but like Columbus is not like a major, major, major U.S. Uh, it's not New York. It's not L.A. It's not Boston type of thing. I wish that they would more do the thing that other teams and other sports do in that situation, which is just like try to find the guy that everyone's sleeping on. Try to find the guy that's maybe a year or two away versus just going for the name brand it burned them tremendously in mike babcock but that did not see obviously the details of that ended up being a surprise with how it all went wrong but there was no second guessing on the mike babcock thing that was as soon as they hired him everybody was like "Ugh, really kind of past his prime has established himself as someone who might not really fit with today's type of player i mean guys in the 90s hated playing for him. How are guys in the 2020s going to like playing for him? So I think that whoever the next guy is needs to not make 
the mistake of saying, you know what will make this cool? A coach that everyone knows. Find a coach who you think is going to be a good hockey coach. Project a little bit. Yeah, I mean the, the Babcock thing. I think people really rolled their eyes with the with the uh, the Blue Jackets initially because they had a young roster, and if you Mike Babcock's reputation with young players, not very good. So that was a bit of a head scratcher to begin with. But part of me wonders, like you you mentioned the rock star coach kind of angle. I wonder how much of that is like trying to combat sort of the reputation that Columbus has as a kind of like off the beaten path hockey market. Like when we talked to Zach Wierenski, he was like, I love playing in Columbus because, you know, it's the, the, you know, you're not constantly under the microscope. You're, you can like live a quiet life while also playing hockey. I wonder if there is some sort of initiative within that organization to put out like a, a hard nosed coach that doesn't, like let players kind of coast as blue jackets where they're like, yo, we just get to show up to the rink and lollygagging, you know, cash our paychecks and, and be like kind of at ease NHL players. And, you know, to, to have that like sort of business like ethic, once you get to the rink with a guy like Torts and with a guy like Babcock. That's a really good point. I think like the, it's fun off the ice or it's easy off the ice and on the ice, it's going to be hard. And when you're, when you're under my roof, you're going to bust your ass and then we're going to win games. And then you're going to go to the grocery store and you will not be annoyed and it'll be easy to live here, et cetera, et cetera. So you'll get the best of both worlds because damn it, we're going to win. I think this is a, sorry, go ahead. It wasn't interesting. Go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say, I think this is gonna ultimately be a pretty good parting of ways for both sides. Like, I have no doubts that Yarmo Kekalainen is gonna get another shot. Like, maybe he's maybe he's not necessarily the the main guy in charge in his next landing spot, but like he is going to have, if he wants, a vital role in a front office somewhere else. And again, like I think his track record shows that. He's pretty good at evaluating talent. He's pretty good at uh, getting getting value when when he uh, when he sees an opportunity. I don't think that he's a bad GM. I just think that this this wasn't working, um, and it kind of ran its course. And especially over the past uh, six, seven, eight months, the direction of the Columbus Blue Jackets has really, really just been a mess. And this was needed as a reset. I mentioned before the thing of you don't want to have a GM GMing for his job. I think that maybe that doesn't apply here as much as when the thought first occurred to me, because I think that even if Yarmo were staying, he would understand that this is still a rebuild. So it's not like you're going to be going out and trying to buy any piece or do anything that's going to make you think, okay, well, the arrow's pointing up maybe a little more immediately than we thought. Ultimately, whoever comes in, and I know that the president of hockey operations is just uh, assuming the gig for now. Ultimately, your job as Blue Jackets GM right now is what? Trade Elvis Merzlikens and start promoting the stadium series next year? It's not like that hasn't even officially been announced, has it? What's that? Has the stadium series officially been announced? No. I hasn't. feel like it's been unofficially announced 400 times. And everybody yeah, who's unofficially announced it has been like, guys, I got it. <laughs> I got it. And it's like, okay, well, we got it last week too. But but yeah. what I'm saying is it's not like the Blue Jackets hold some golden ticket. It's not like they have a Rick Nash uh, and everybody's vying for that guy's services. I think the question with the Blue Jackets, the deadline is like, do they move Merzlikens? What do they move him for? Looking at their roster right now, I don't think there's anybody that is such an obvious, obvious player to be moved right now. So they might end up having a relatively quiet deadline, even though they're horrible. Well, I think it's more just like establishing the direction of the team beyond this season, right? Like you're going to have, uh, you're going to have, you, you get rid of Yarmo now to bring in the next guy or to have John Davidson establish a plan for maybe for the next guy uh, to, you know, this off season, you let, you maybe let the next guy pick his coach. Cause I'm not sure Pascal Vincent is the guy beyond this season. Um, and so 
this is the the first of of what I would assume many dominoes to fall for the Columbus Blue Jackets and their longer term picture. I I know that I'm gonna dip into playfully what like what the Canadians do where they are like we we will only hire a man who speaks French. Uh, <laughs> so please understand that I have nothing but the purest of intentions when I suggest this. You know, be some wild shit. What if the Blue Jackets team Michigan? hired a Russian general manager because you got a lot of contracts to do with some Russian star players right now. I'm looking at, I'm like, what work does the next GM have to do? Marchenko RFA at the end of this season, Sillinger famously not Russian uh, RFA at the end of the season. Veronkov, he was Russian to defend himself uh, at the all-star break. Yeah, that's true. Nothing that, I, I, so I just said Cole Sillinger is not Russian. You know what Cole Sillinger would say? I'm all, not Cole Sillinger. All lies, my guy. No, or <laughs> n- none of that is true. Maybe. Uh, and uh, Chinnikov is an RFA. So you do have work to do as far as locking up some young guys. And they do. Again, I say every day on this show, I like the roster. There are a lot of likable players on that team, like young guys who are going to get a lot better. Obviously we are huge Kirill Marchenko guys. Uh, you got to figure out, are you doing bridge deals, big money stuff, but uh, we, we won't get bogged down in that. I am so pumped that they have potentially as reported by a hundred different people on a hundred different days, a stadium series game next year at Ohio state, 1 million percent going to that. Absolutely. Not even a question. <laughs> We're going also the uh, one of the guys that I do the rally with here in Chicago is a Ohio State alum. I believe he was a linebacker on uh, the national championship team, led the team in tackles. My guy, uh, my guy Rip. And so I I want to take him. We should take him to the stadium series game. No. Yeah, we should. Dance, You'd like him. The dance cards full. I was going to bring Albert Breer and I was like, no, just the three of us. <laughs> OK, fine. No one else can come. Right. Uh, no, no. Bring Rip, bring Breer. I, 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 I want to go to a hockey game at Ohio State with Albert Breer. I just think there's a lot of things that could happen there. Mainly, it would Absolutely. be Albert Breer being like, you know what else they do here? Play football? <laughs> no, we're not God. doing that. We're I, not. I'm, I'm uninviting Bert Breer for the podcast because I don't want to hear about Ohio State stuff. Oh no! Like it, it, it won't necessarily be Ohio State stuff. I can promise you, it'll be football stuff. We'll just talk about football the whole time and they'll be the best. That guy no. knows more about football and is continually learning more about football. It is fascinating. Like actual genius level as far as football reporters go. So awesome. that's a fun time. I'll tell you what else is a fun time is prize picks. I'm getting on there and Sean, I'm always on my computer and on the app. Sean saying, what are you doing over there? Deej? Come on. What are you doing over there? And I say, look, I'm hanging out with Andrew Schultz in the community section of prize picks because prize picks is where all the fun. Let me pull up the read uh, where all of the fun 10 Xing goes down with four correct picks. You could turn $10 into $1,000. You got demons and goblins. That's a very exciting way to play at prize picks. You got red demons on there, green demons, green goblins, and you can play, as I said, alongside some of your favorite players like Meek Mill, most importantly, like Andrew Schultz. You can find the community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. Names such as Andrew Schultz. So go to prizepicks.com slash what chaos and use code what chaos for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash what chaos and use code what chaos daily fantasy sports made easy. I'll give prize picks one more shout out because they are also the sponsor of the most recent pro shop wars, which is set That's in right. Vegas they, and we uh, go all over the place. They, they sent us to Vegas, so we got so much stuff in Vegas. I love prize picks forever. I do too, and you know what I like doing? Checking out that community tab, saying, what's 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 old Schultzy up to? And there he is. He just, he's just there the whole time. 
I spent playing. so much of my day wondering what Andrew Schultz is up to. It's usually usually he's on prize picks. <laughs> That's right. Uh, can you put a face to Andrew Schultz? Yeah, I know who he is. Which which one is Andrew Schultz? I mean, I I I, I have a harder of- time, I have a harder time putting words to Andrew Schultz than I do the face. You you definitely know who he is. Oh yeah 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 I know Andrew Schultz. He's I a very entertaining guy. Picks. He's a very, I, very funny and entertaining guy. I kept thinking Andrew Santino for my oh, money. No, Andrew Santino rules. No, Andrew Santino is the best, but I'm saying that if yeah. I, if I want to be doing uh, a prize picks thing, I want yeah. Schultz there. So prize picks got the right guy. Yeah. Because if you have Andrew Santino, that means you're in the red and you don't want to be in the red when it comes to betting on prize picks. That's right. What a good time it is. Uh, we got major, major Connor Bedard news. I, I th- thought that I was on top of this, monitoring all the Luke Richardson press conferences because I want this kid to come back so badly. He got hurt on January 5th, got his face all blah, 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 blah. And Luke Richardson on Monday said that, yeah, you know, maybe next Monday they clear him medically and then we go from there. We'll hear from him in a bit. But uh, today, as the Blackhawks get ready to play the absolutely terrible Pittsburgh Penguins, Elliot Friedman tweets... Word this morning that Blackhawks and Connor Bedard are checking in with doctors about the possibility of playing tonight versus Pittsburgh. We will see what the day brings, but the good news is his return is close. Here is Luke Richardson on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until uh, until next week, so he'll need a few practices uh, once he gets released from that, and uh, and then be ready to go. So you expect him to return next week? Uh, yeah, we're hoping uh, after that six week, six week mark. So uh, that'll be, you know, uh, a week from today, I guess. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Ooh, oh my God. Stop fucking lying. <laughs> we're the, I, I love when coaches, I didn't love this when I was uh, on the beat, but... Boy, I I love when coaches and executives just straight up lie. I mean, he's he's maybe not lying because he hasn't been officially announced in the lineup yet. So we can't call him a liar yet. Elliot could be lying. The threat of lying is is almost just as important as the lying itself because now you just can't trust anything that he says. But that's complimentary, right? Because we've discussed many times on the show, not this show, our previous show, Lying is fucking cool. Lying, if it's harmless, is yeah, amazing. Right. I have sent you down so many fucking rabbit holes and stuff you down there and then covered up the hole. And you've been like, well, he couldn't be. Li- Why would he be lying about this? He's just a little bored. A, hum- to see a what- harmless lie is, yeah. is better than the truth. And th- this is a positive lie, too, because the good news is we get Connor Bedard back a little sooner. Right. Uh, I've been turned on to... Uh, endearing and what's the other one endearing and derogatory Mm -hmm. Luke Richardson is a liar endearing yes agreed yeah so just a a couple pieces of detail uh Jay Zawoski from CHGO Blackhawks did say that he did participate in drills yesterday and drills that could have been contact but weren't uh so Sounds like the Blackhawks are soft. If if you if based off of that description, well, could have yeah, been but contact but weren't. Hmm. His exact words was, "I will add that Bedard did take part in a drill that could have had some contact yesterday, only briefly. It was five v two zone entries. Um, but so technically, he practiced, I guess, kind of. So your honor, Luke Richardson didn't technically lie. Uh, secondly, both him and Mario from CHO Blackhawks said they highly doubt that Bedard actually plays tonight. So. Oh, now, now this is tough. Jay and Mario are putting themselves in a bad situation right now. This is a dicey thing. I used to do this, but it, don't stake your reputation on it. Say, who knows? Maybe, maybe drop your phone. Yeah, because, because you, don't, you don't want Connor Bedard to make a liar out of you now. That's right. There's enough lying in this world. I'll tell you what. I uh, I put in my ticket request for tonight's Chicago Blackhawks game. <laughs> there's no way if, if Bedard doesn't pl- if Bedard plays, there's no way I'm not going to be in the building. So uh, I will be at tonight's Blackhawks game, whether or not he's playing or not. I was going to say whether or not he's playing because you have the opportunity to see 
a horrible team and also yeah. the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Yeah, I know. I know. Penguins I was thinking, suck, daddy. I was thinking last, last night, we should have the opportunity to slap a stamp on uh, certain teams, maybe like once or two times a year and say, no more national games. You got a, you got no more national games. I know I'm uh, looking at your schedule. You've got a handful coming up. Nope. Give them to somebody else. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Absolutely on that list. As much as I love watching Sidney Crosby and, uh, and some of the other guys they got on that, uh, on that team. Holy fuck was last night. Embarrassing. That was pathetic. That team for, is ass from now on. Any Pittsburgh Penguins game will be replaced with a Vancouver Canucks game and we'll figure out the time zones and the schedules and everything. But a team that is surprisingly bad and has a bunch of national games gets overtaken by a team that is surprisingly good. That yes. would rule. That would be awesome. When a team comes out of nowhere, you're like, damn, I'd like to check them out a little more. So if you're like, oh yeah, cool. We're just replacing the Penguins with the Canucks. Give it to me. I will do that all day. Who else would you want more of if we take less Penguins? Um, less pain. Uh, are we stay, staying in conference? Because like you're talking about the Canucks, I feel like I'm never talking about me. the fucking Eastern Conference. So <laughs> it's fair. Uh, surprising teams. Like I don't want to see more of the Flyers. Flyers aren't really super exciting. Appropriate uh, amount of Flyers. Appropriate amount of Flyers. Uh, give me more. Just give me more Oilers. <laughs> Just give me more Oilers. Yes. So I initially thought Oilers, but I was like, I should be a little professional here. Uh, I'll take a drop more Red Wings, but we already get a good amount of that. I'll take a drop more Red Wings. You know what? You know what? Give me more Panthers. Yeah. I'll sure. always watch the Panthers. Same. Uh, how about this? How about the, the Dallas Stars? More Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars are a very fun team and a very strong team. And I would say I don't think they more, get the mo- I don't think they get the national attention and respect that they deserve. I would say a little more Jets, but I'm not, I don't have the best time watching the Jets. I have a, I have an okay time watching the Jets. Jets haven't been all that great uh, I mean, as of late. So I'm going to quickly go through teams that if they're on. It's like a Shawshank thing. I'm watching the whole game no matter what. Panthers are like that. Knights are like that. Oilers and like Bruins don't count because I'm sitting down at the start of that to watch that anyway. But if the Panthers are on, I'm watching the rest of the game. Leave some kind of always watching just for schadenfreude. Who who you got? You know that like this was an idea of mine like a while ago. I think towards the beginning of the show, I wanted to have like a big board where we had like the magnets of each individual team and we would like rearrange them based off of like where we were with our watchability because Mm -hmm. you know the Blackhawks are obviously a bad team but if the Blackhawks are on TV I'm gonna watch them like because I'm fascinated by how bad that team is even even when they suck so like even if Bedard's out of the lineup I'm still probably gonna tune in and catch some Blackhawks just to see what they're up to like the other night they had six shots through 30 minutes (laughs) Yeah, fascinating. So, like, absolutely on my my watchability board. So, I I think that's an idea that we should still uh still kind of execute. So, I was going to let this slide because I was like, as long as he doesn't keep calling it an idea, I'll I won't give him shit for this. But now I love that uh, your big ideas for the show are always things that for sure are well-known things. You are describing Zach Lowe's uh, league pass rankings. I, I don't, well, I don't know that that it's, exists. It, it, <laughs> it's like, the, it's the exact same thing, but it, but okay. we should do that. Yeah. I mean, it's still an idea if you don't Pete's know of its watchability rankings. Yeah. Okay. So I, I do know I've done like watchability rankings. So that's a thing that me and uh, Dmitry Filipovich have done on the PDO cast for like a couple of years at this point. It's essentially just that. But yeah, it's an idea uh, for this show. Sharks are sharks are always on there. Oilers Not are, for me. Are, are always on there. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Go to that game. See the Penguins who suck. Lost Jake Gensel, but that could be really that could be really bad for them. If Jake Gensel is significantly hurt and you can't trade him, that would oh, be very yeah. very bad for the Penguins. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Sean, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to, I didn't want to derail the Gensel conversation, but you no, no one has brought up in the national TV conversation the potential of us having a 
another Sidney Crosby, Connor Bedard opening face off. Are the refs going to be mic'd up? Question mark. Connor, good to see you. Like that's why it's on national TV. It's just for that. No, it's not, it has nothing to do with the actual game. It's just. Oh, for is it a national TV game? Well, uh, no, I guess it's not. But yeah, I was just okay. thinking about what you were saying earlier. Like that, that that should be national TV for that. What if uh, Connor Bedard is back for this game, but Sidney Crosby just doesn't fucking go? He's, he's he does, so but they just roll, they just roll out a different line. They just like keep Crosby off the ice whenever Bedard's on it. I did. Uh, I did send out the uh, the Photoshop of Sidney Crosby in the Bruins uniform last night, and I said it's time. Every time I think I've tweeted that probably a handful of times at this point, and every time I've tweeted it, it gets the exact same number of impressions and the exact same reaction from everybody. It is just gross, gross. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it disgusts people every time. Uh, it's my favorite. But uh, I would I would not blame Sidney Crosby if he was just like, yeah, congratulations, Connor Bedard, on your return tonight. But I'm not playing. I'm I'm embarrassed. I, I need to, uh, a, first I'll set up Sean for an important note on all this Crosby, uh, I'm sorry, on all this Bedard stuff. He's been all over it. And then after we will get into a dilemma that, uh, that I have regarding this game. Sean, fill us in. Um, I, as you've well known, Connor Bedard has been leading the rookie points race all year. Up until a couple of nights ago, or Brock Faber tied it. Uh, they're both at 33 points. Last night, Faber had no points against the Arizona Coyotes, which means Connor Bedard and Faber are both tied at 33 points. And now all of a sudden, Connor Bedard might be rushing back to the lineup. Is it connected? I don't know, but it is quite the coincidence. I just like the idea that he was never overtaken. We can't say he never lost his lead, but... He was never losing his edge, as our friends in LCD uh, I mean, sounds. I feel like you can kind of say he never lost his lead. He just had someone else join him in his lead. He's still yeah, leading you, the you, NHL. You still I have get, the lead. I get why you'd be you're tied to say, for the lead. They say tied right. for the lead, so you still have the lead. No, no, but 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 you have lost. No, you lost you, you, sole possession. You've, of the lead. Right? No, you've lost your lead if somebody else joins you. Uh, no, you're still leading the league. What's that? You're still leading the league. With somebody else, but you you led your so you, let's say you you were leading thirty people, okay? Now you're leading twenty nine people. You have lost your lead. You haven't been overtaken, but you've lost your lead. Think of I it consider, this way: I consider, you're playing I consider, a hockey game. See, you're I knew you were going to go two here. To nothing, I consider, the, other I consider the lead. Goals. They haven't surpassed can, you. Have you lost the, your lead? The difference there is, though, is that. You have lost your lead because you're you're not leading anybody anymore. In Bedard's case, he is still leading every other rookie, with the exception of Brock Faber, who is not leading him. They're just tied. It is semantics, yeah, so but, but you, the you've here, lost the lead. If let me you, get my word in here, there when you are when you are leading a game, you are leading one other opponent, and if Sean you just lose this, the but, lead, yes. Yeah. But the so the the lead in a game is different from the lead in a stat category. Because if you hold the lead in a stat category, it means you're at the top. And just you because somebody ties you, chain, so I don't think I'm just because somebody <laughs> ties you, you're still at the top of that stat category. You have not lost the lead. I don't consider you losing the lead until you slide uh, at least one spot below. Only one person in the chat has contributed to this part of the conversation. And Kelly agrees with Pete and I, uh, I did want to point out that, if Bedard does not play tonight, the Wild do not play again until Saturday night when the Blackhawks also play. So even if he doesn't play tonight, there is no chance for Brock Faber. Assuming he comes back on Saturday, there is no chance for Faber to take but the lead without Bedard playing. I think the bigger point that we're ignoring here is that Connor Bedard might be a selfish player. Uh, he is willing to uh, shorten his timeline for return just because his point lead is threatened his rookie point lead is threatened and he's rushing back to get on the ice just to make sure that he is not overtaken for the points race he sees brock faber tie him atop the rookie points race he says oh i'm suddenly feeling better and i uh, i'm ready to go coach put me out there i know that you just got in front of a podium on monday and said uh it's going to be at least a week until he returns no 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 i'm ready to go coach don't let me lose this lead Cares more mm. about stats than about the team. 
I think this is very possible. This is the most sensible thing that we've said so far on this show. Uh, I've got a real dilemma tonight because uh, I went to the to the hockey game on Tuesday. Saw the Bruins take on the Lightning. I'm really just falling in love with going to games as a fan. Sitting in the seats, getting the popcorn, even though the popcorn guy fucked me the other night. So fucking bad. Worse than fucked in my life. Wait. Oh, you didn't see this? No. I saw this. It, oh, was, it broke I, my heart. What's that? I said it broke my heart. Yes. <laughs> I, all right. I, I have the bucket in my car. I uh, went to... This is going to end up being a game time read somehow, by the way. So you're welcome, game time. Uh, use code what chaos $20 off. Uh, I went to the game, was in line to get some third period concessions. I was either going to get candy or popcorn. Couldn't decide. As I'm getting to the front of the line, I see they're running very low on popcorn. There's two people behind the counter. One of them starts squeezing in all that gooey stuff into the popcorn machine. And it's just, it's steaming, it's humming. And as I'm about to order, I can see it is popping hard. And it is just about to topple over into the, the basket thing. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm about to get the freshest popcorn of my life. I'll get a souvenir popcorn. Give me as much fucking popcorn as you can, baby. This other guy, who I, I'm man enough to say is a fucking asshole, uh, <laughs> goes over and takes like a Five Guys Fry scooper thing that I didn't know they even had to get all of the sludge, horrible, like existing popcorn out of the bottom before the new popcorn joins the party and scoops it in to this thing. I wish I had taken a picture, Peter. There is, there was dust all over the sides of the walls of this. The popcorn was so fucking small. I came back so mad, just like really angry expression on my face. And my friends knew exactly why I was mad. It was like when Jerry when in Seinfeld, when the the water pressure isn't working, and his hair is like flat and he yeah. looks terrible and stupid, I came back with this fucking bitch popcorn, huge ass thing of bitch popcorn. I was so mad. You gotta if if you're that guy, you gotta be fired because that popcorn has to go straight in the trash. Like that's the difference between somebody who is good at their job and bad at their job. Oh, oh, oh. You do not serve that popcorn to anybody. I, I'm, I'm going to fight back there if I'm in charge of the I agree that it sucks for you. And if he was doing you a solid, he would have gotten you real popcorn. But as it's far not as, doing it's not doing somebody a solid. It's well, doing your job correctly. No, but doing your job correctly as far as the, the, the Bruins or whoever's responsible for the concessions is concerned is getting the most bang for your buck. Throwing away that shitty popcorn doesn't do anything for the organization. What's the overhead on popcorn? That's I'm like just, a I'm nickel to produce. That's that's loser businessman energy. Every dollar counts. Every penny counts. As far as they're concerned. Uh, what I was going to ask is, does it make you an asshole? Because I don't think it does. But does it make you an asshole if you're like, can I just wait a few minutes to get the real popcorn? Because I, I think that's, no. I think you're completely within your right to do I You're within so your right. I'm stunned that I honestly could... First of all, like in my, in my haze... I smashed the no tip button harder than I've ever <laughs> smashed a button in my life. But I did that. I was like, can I say, can you look at all the good stuff? Can you, can I just have some of that? I think, I think as long as you do it before they've gotten you the popcorn, like I, I think in your such a specific situation, I don't blame you at all because like you saw the new popcorn coming. I think it's reasonable to kind of assume they're going to give you the real popcorn. I could so have never have guessed. Had to ask. I could have never guessed he was going to go to the sewer and yeah, retrieve no, no, the no. worst I don't popcorn. Think, I don't blame you in this particular situation. I just think, like, in general, you should, just, yeah. like, you should be allowed to ask. Just be like... I think in general, as a society, we've become too accustomed and comfortable with just accepting poor quality things when uh when there's better quality right in front of us who, who or what fanatics difference Pete? yep there we go I mean, that was the fanatics difference yeah it's things are just getting worse and we're just standing by and going nah, it's okay because this company they're not meant to serve us they're just trying to make as much money as possible no 
fuck that. If you got good popcorn in front of you and you got bad popcorn in front of you and they hand you the bad popcorn, you are absolutely within your right as a paying customer to say, no, give me the good popcorn. Well, yeah, I was going to, I'm going to f- push back on the f- idea that this is, an, this is like a, a problem all this time in my, like, as far as I'm, it's like the, the Panda Express problem. You walk in, they got the scra- the scraps of the, the chow mein or the orange chicken, and then you see them firing up that walk and you just, you have to decide, do I want to eat right now or do I want to wait? It's the it's the biggest catch twenty two society has known. My friends had I don't to know, I watch. Feel like we're just we're getting really comfortable just accepting things being worse. Like you you put in jer- ads on jerseys, they get worse. Uh, you fanatics makes jerseys, they get worse. How about airline travel? Airline travel is just consistently getting so much worse, and we're just I, like, yeah, you say that's, that that's they the used to the, and I know I might be talking about they, they used to smoke cigarettes on planes. I would argue that it's getting it's getting better. It's just that our our standards are getting bet higher faster than things are getting better. Uh, I've just I mean that's the worst example to use. Yeah, you know how much better I, airline yeah, like travel would be if you could rip us. Did, uh, it, most it was, like, but, most of the even new airplanes don't even come with TVs. They're like, how about you just watch it on your phone, you little piece of shit? I mean. I feel like apartments don't come. Apartments never came with TVs. But work with me on this. Like I feel airplanes like airplanes did. Yeah, yeah, but like things, not always. Things shouldn't come with TVs anymore because I think that people would assume that like you're not watching TV. You're doing shit on your tablet. What if you didn't have the option? What if you didn't have a tablet? You're gonna, have, you're gonna have to David putty it the whole fucking you you, way. You don't Buddy, have a tablet. I spend seventeen dollars on sawdust popcorn. You think I don't have a tablet? And also, I'm good. You don't have a <laughs> tablet, but you're gonna be sitting here being like, "I demand a TV." Like, I think if you don't, if you're out here not being able to afford a tablet, you're probably just happy that you're on a plane. And I say this as a poor person. Like, I don't think you're really like. Whenever I walk onto a plane, I'm not disappointed if they don't have a, a TV. I'm excited when they do, but I'm not like getting on one expecting it. And I was at the game thanks to game time because their layout is incredible. You see all the seats you want. You got flash deals. You can jump right on there and say, you know what? That one. Go, go, get those now. And you get them. You got exactly as many tickets as you want in the row with the view that you want. And you can enjoy yourself. I'm thinking, I'll talk about it after this, uh, of going again tonight. But I've got a little dilemma. That's a big time tease. And game time is a big time fun time. You go on the app, which is very, very easy. It's got a lovely layout, a great UX. You know what UX is, Pete? Yeah, user experience. User experience. It's a clean UX. No, hey, where's this pop-up ad coming from? No, I don't want to buy a hoozy. What's he? Just give me the tickets. Can I have those? With Game Time, they say yes. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CHAOS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHAOS for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. My favorite part about this show is that while we for sure love the hockey, talk about the hockey, for sure the purest and most clippable part of this episode is us arguing over a popcorn. What you, what you do when somebody fucks you on popcorn? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also the chat is having an all-time week. I feel like the chat is only getting stronger as the show goes along. Uh, just in general, not just today's episode. I mean, the <laughs> the Jacobs not wasting a kernel of popcorn. DJ Lucky didn't get charged for a scooping fee. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Airline travel, grocery shopping, public transit are all things that are allowed to suck now. Grocery shopping is a great one. Like they have two baggers, uh, like 9,000 checkout lines, and you have to pay for each bag. Like how how is, how are grocery stores just allowed to get away with this now? I mean, uh, Pete hates the environment apparently. Mm-hmm. Can I, uh, uh, can pay, I paper bags? You, you, you even have to pay for paper bags now. Before well, it was, they would they would try to push you towards the paper bags by charging you for the plastic ones. Now, now they charge you for the paper ones. To push you towards reusable. Yeah, that's right. They're trying to get you off. Paper of, ones are recyclable. Reusable. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't so mean they're going to get ones. recycled. The, the, you don't throw away. Listen, I am. I, I am. I'm, I think I'm, pro, I'm just the biggest capitalist here. I think hmm. it seems that way. Biggest American. I will tell you the, uh, the most illegal thing I do uh, other than swear is uh, 
I always park, and not always, but kind of always, in the... Handicap spots? Grocery what? store, online, pickup thing. No one fucking uses that. And those spaces are always open. So if I'm having trouble parking, I am confident. Because there's like 31 of those spaces, and there isn't a car in any of them. I'll jump in one of those. How long are you shopping for? Uh, so I'm a frequent... Uh, small hall grocery shopper. So I'm in there 12 minutes max. Oh, all right. That's, oh, fine, that's fine. When, yeah, when like anything, anything, anything less than like 25 minutes, you can park in those spots. When do you tend to shop? Because like, I think if you're shop, I think if you're doing that at like 6 p.m., maybe kind of tough scenes because that's when they are probably busiest coming out of work. But if you're shopping at like, new, like if you're doing it on Friday when we don't have shows at like one, yeah, who gives a shit? I do most things off hours. Okay, yeah. Then I then yeah, genuinely who shop uh be awake. See, I I am the like I just am too much of a coward and a rule follower. It's kind of like the we were having the conversation about like people that stand up on planes with the seatbelt sign on. Like I just uh, I can't I can't bring myself to do it. I'm too much of a rule follower. Hmm. Uh here's just, my dilemma. Mom just pisses his pants in the, in the, in the seat. I get I get scared. Here's my dilemma. So yeah. on Tuesday, there was supposed to be inclement weather. Everyone was freaking out. And the boys were like, hey, everyone's going to sell their Bruins tickets because they're scared. Let's go to the Bruins game. And we got yeah. really good seats for very cheap. Game timed it. It was an amazing experience. After the game, they were like, and we're going to the game on Thursday for Chris's birthday. Everyone except for me, apparently. Uh, which was a little rude. Somebody can't go tonight, so they're asking, should I, Deej, you want that ticket? Do you want to go? I initially said yes, because I'm loving going to hockey games as a fan. Mm -hmm. However, Bedard playing against a potentially Crosby-less Penguins? Oilers are on at eight, not at nine like they were the other night when I went and I was able to get back and watch the third period where they spunked all over the Red Wings. If I go tonight to the Bruins game, which is Bruins against Kraken, good seats, better seats than last time even, I'm missing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you're in, what you're do in do? the old Blackburn conundrum. It's like, do I want to watch one game or do I want to watch all of them? So uh, that one I give you sole credit for. That That is not like a stolen from Zach Lowe or, uh, or Jeff Merrick idea. The, I know exactly what you mean when you say the Blackburn conundrum. Yeah, this has always been like my cross to bear. It's whether I want to go and, and watch games in person or I want to watch all of them. Uh, tonight's slate is pretty good. That's why like I was a little torn on on uh, Bedard and the Blackhawks. Um, the slate tonight, pretty, pretty, pretty solid. And last night's game left a last night's slate left a lot to be desired. I'm, <laughs> I'm questioning whether or not the NHL hates people who are single or alone on Valentine's Day because what they gave us last night was fucking atrocious between those three games. So kind of want a palate cleanser tonight, but uh, seeing Bruins cracking though probably will be fun. I, I probably wouldn't kick that out of bed. Yeah, I think I'm going to go. I had to cancel Valentine's Day once and for all yesterday, by the way, because uh, uh, the night before Valentine's Day, I got fucked so bad by uh, the popcorn guy that I so <laughs> still couldn't walk. None for me. Popcorn guy <laughs> fucked me 12 ways to, to the 82nd game of the season. Uh, all right. <laughs> Transition uh, away from that. I no, do no, want to no. talk about the uh, what? I, I have news. Okay. Uh, per Pat Steinberg, Flames radio host, Sportsnet 960. Dustin Wolf in the starters net this morning. Dan Vladar in the backup net. Jacob Markstrom is not skating. Let's get a little spicy. I like this. I got the Devils right, jersey in the back of the keys. What do you think? Uh, I, th I think we're guaranteed a big trade uh, today or tomorrow because we don't have a show. And that always fucking happens. I'm so, it makes me so annoyed. There's always some big news on a Thursday or Friday. When they're like, ah, the what chaos boys can't get to it till Monday. Um, yeah. So keep an eye on that. I do. Uh, I do want to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. They unveiled new third jerseys. Sean, hit us. Hit us. Gross. 
Honestly, not gross. Just boring. Just so I would, boring. I would like these jerseys more if they actually said third jersey there <laughs> where the text is on the graphic because this jersey looks like what if they made the Ducks anniversary jerseys more boring? That's This is the answer. Yeah, these are so boring, man. And somebody said it on, on Instagram, and I think this is putting it perfectly. The Lightning seem like they go out of their way to make the most boring jerseys possible. Like new Lightning jerseys. Not talking about reverse retro. Not talking about the old insane Lightning jerseys. But like the Lightning have no business being this boring. Yeah. What are you trying to prove? But it, I mean, think of what their name is. Lightning. That's exciting. Think of the other Lightning-based pro sports teams in North America and how amazing all of their merchandise and jerseys and uniforms are like there is proof with the chargers that you can make the sickest shit out of lightning bolts. And with the exception of that third Jersey back in the day with all the rain on it, they don't really do it really, really uh, tough scene. And I'll say that as somebody who no 2004th studio album by the Backstreet Boys loves black and blue. I, I, yeah. I, I should like this based on the colors, and it's boring, man. It's so boring. And, like, the, the Lightning have so much success to stand on where they, like, could take a swing and be like, whatever, we're the Lightning. We're one of the NHL's model franchises over the last handful of years. Say something about it. And instead, they, like, try to pretend to be this, like, old school, very basic branding kind of team. And it, it drives me crazy. This jersey sucks. I would, I truly believe this jersey sucks. The it's inoffensive, that, but it sucks because it's so inoffensive. The thing that bothers me is that they went to, like, the old throwback numbers, which are cool, but then they did, like, nothing else to really throw back at all. Like their old jerseys, like the script Tampa Bay on it, I think are hard. And that's what like these numbers are supposed to reference. But the rest of the jersey looks like a practice jersey to me. I do like the uh, the black matte helmets though. Yeah, okay. that's, the, that's the best part of, of this. Uh, we'll do you like the, do, do you like that, that, uh, that crest? I kind of do. Yeah, I so do I. But the jersey, for some reason. I don't like it as a main jersey crest it's it would be a great shoulder patch which yeah. it is it's like uh, it's it like the the anaheim throwback or like yeah anniversary ones like i don't like those because they're just a worse version of a good jersey that they've had exactly uh the all-time chat day continues and week continues with stacy fay uh who says that uh kucherov designed this jersey <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke about him being lazy oh by the way at the game the other night Kucherov scored and as soon as it went in I went oh now he tries and <laughs> no one knew what I was talking about nobody fucking cared just they were like why is that bitch with the bad popcorn talking <laughs> uh, small popcorn, formal, you formal practice jersey I, I feel like the the lightnings like their primary jerseys have big practice jersey energy to them they are so so basic yeah uh somebody said uh gotta go to the game tonight because it's the morgan geeky revenge game so i might do that for That's pete right. that means a lot Thank to you. pete pete's a big i, I do i love guy. morgan geeky yeah so all uh, right it, do we want to spin we wheels well, we can wrap the, the week. wheels we can wrap the week with a wheel haven't done, we haven't much done a wheel spin all week or last no, two we, weeks i guess megan uh we did some uh wheel spinning for megan okay spin that wheel for meg Spin that wheel for... I'll lead it off. I never lead off because I, right. I, I more want to hear other people's takes. I'm the Mike We got to do like... We got to rearrange the wheel because there's so many blue teams. You see how many blue teams are in a row on the left there? Mm. I mean, that's just alphabetical. Oh, my God. The, the wheel uh -oh. is, is kind of shitting the bed on us, it looks like. Wow. I can just pick oh, a no. random team. Let's <laughs> pretend it landed on the St. Louis Blues. All right. All right. Uh, St. Louis Blues... As Sean and I were discussing before the show, there is a music video for Rich Baby Daddy, a, 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 a chaotic video, emotional theme song of the show. Would you say at least of you for sure? <laughs> like, <laughs> spiritual theme song. Yeah. Like a spiritual theme song of the show. Uh, 
And it's a crazy music video. There is pregnancy, there is babies being delivered, and there is SZA once again wearing a St. Louis Blues jersey. And oh, wow. Sean and I had the conversation, do the Blues have the best non-hockey celebrity fan base in the NHL? You John can't Hamm, say SZA. the Kings. What's that? John Hamm, SZA. Who John else? Hamm, SZA, Jason Tatum, uh, and as Sean noted, Jenna Fisher is like for real ride for the Blues. What about uh, Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey, would he be the Knights? He said that he he loves the Knights, but he's gone to Blues games. I know he's a Kansas City Chiefs player, so he's kind of obligated to go to Blues games. But he he's gone to Blues games wearing that throwback uh, throwback Blues jerseys, like the Gretzky era Blues, the funky one. So I I give him credit for being a representative of the St. Louis Blues. I don't I don't give athletes credit. I mean, I give athletes credit for embracing the team that they are, but I don't count them as like celebrity fans. He wouldn't be a fan if he wasn't from, if he wasn't playing in. in but KC, there I are certain like. things that, like uh, maybe he had to be there, hanging with Linus and 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 the boys. Travis Kelsey loves the Blackhawks. Oh Damn. yeah, no, yes, yeah. You know, he's uh, he's. I think he like couldn't say Bedard's name or something, but he said that he liked him. But uh, Sean, the like Linus Olmark, Sabres fan, the uh, Bills fan. What's Bill's that? Fan. Bill's fan. Oh, you yeah. Problematic. Venus <laughs> Elmark was like, I'm a big Sabres fan. <laughs> Famously, not enough of a Sabres fan. Uh, Bills fan. Uh, Deline having pizza parties for the Bills. Maybe it depends on the city. I know what you're saying, Sean. We're like saying, oh, this guy plays in LA, so he's also a Lakers fan. Like, no, not really. But if it's a place that is known for one specific sports team that is tortured, that's the difference between like LA and Buffalo. Then I believe that Deline and Olmark and all those guys are actually Bills fans. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Deline said as much in his interview. It was like you basically don't have any choice. Like if you're gonna be there, you kind of just have to be a Bills fan, which it is what it is. But like, I don't know. I still don't give him like a whole ton of credit. All right. Well, let's but spin the wheel for Sean. The wheel is back. Spin okay, it for bad. Sean. I also shuffled. There's just a lot of blue teams in the NHL, so they're kind of are going to be Ooh. all over each other. Uh, the Minnesota Wild. I guess I should talk about Brock Faber. Um, it's your brand. At this point, like, can Brock Faber win Calder? Like, if he somehow manages to stay at, no. like, at pace with Bedard, is there no. any chance that he gets... The Calder, even if they're equal. No, because he's not on pace because he's playing a bunch of games yeah, to do yeah. what Bedard is doing in five minutes. Yeah, I uh, know. I agree. I, I do. You, do you think that people would give him credit for staying healthy all year, even though obviously it wasn't Connor Bedard's fault that he got No, there. because he's also playing like 45 minutes a night. So he has more opportunity to stack points. So his points per 60 going to be way lower Fair. than Connor Bedard's. Fair. Let's just uh, shout out Brock Faber for being the second best rookie in hockey. Yeah. Spin it for Pete. Give me the uh, give me the New Jersey Devils, please. You get the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, I get the Edmonton Oilers. I got plenty to say about the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, how about the Edmonton Oilers? <laughs> we talk with them on every so show. The, so. the Oilers are the toughest one to land on because it's like, what do you fucking say? Like, where do I begin with those guys? Right. We, I mean, we talk about them every day. Today was the first episode that we I think we went the entire time without really talking about the Oilers. So, I mean, Connor McDavid's still pretty good. Uh, I don't. Know. I think. I think we only Yo, mentioned. Gene liked my uh, liked an Instagram story of mine this morning, so that was big news for me. What was the story? I didn't think Gene would be. It was the story of me like eating that. Valentine's dinner alone while they played. Uh, uh, I want to know what love is over the hotel bar, which was the saddest scene of all time for me last night especially because I was sitting at the bar watching hockey on my tablet and it was the worst. I was watching the Penguins Panthers game with, I want to know what love is playing over the speakers, eating alone at a hotel bar on Valentine's day. I got the a worse one for you. Saddest Valentine's day of all time. I got a worse one for you. Got uh, fucked by the popcorn guy and then <laughs> was too sore the next day. Editing pro shop wars after being fucked by the popcorn guy. Yeah, but you edited Pro Shop Wars. You had something to show for it, and it was the best Pro Shop Wars we've done yet, so at least you got something out of it. I got to watch the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins, who are the worst team right now. They suck. I'm going to go... If I go to the game tonight, do I go back to that popcorn guy? 
Yeah. Yeah, but give him a chance to redeem himself. He's the last of me. Maybe you just got you got him on a bad day. Maybe I'm trying to think like put a little like don't drink water the rest of the day. Put a little gray in my beard and stuff. Just like look like I've really been beaten down by life and being like, <laughs> remember what you did. It's the, no, you have it's to show the, the big Emma Roberts energy and go surprise, bitch. Bet you oh, thought you'd seen the last of me. <laughs> I was thinking the uh, the. I think you should leave skit with the crying man on the plane. Come back. Oh yeah. Show get your revenge. I don't know how exactly you would reciprocate the energy of someone giving you shitty popcorn like like that, but Oh, you know what you should do? You should make shitty popcorn at home. You should burn the fuck out of it. Bring it to the game and then show up at the stand, slide it across the desk and say, How do you like it? Eat it. S- see how you feel. Get just, yeah. just pay them just in change. Mm. Which is like the biggest dick move possible, probably. But if he's gonna give you scraps, sure, you gotta like, give him scraps. I'm pretty sure TD is like a cash cashless, cashless venue now. Yeah, probably. If, if it's I a make, cashless venue, can you pay and change? Yeah, or not does cash. change count as cash? I mean, change definitely counts as cash, but you could be an asshole and be like, "You said cashless. This is change." I want to make a T-shirt that says, "I went to the hockey game and all I got was fucked by the popcorn guy." <laughs> <laughs> Very okay. romantic. Uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. These last two shows. Have been really good. I think the, the all week were good. In fact, uh, get on the YouTube, hammer the YouTube, check out Pro Shop Wars from Vegas. We'll try to get you some more Pro Shop Wars, ideally ones that have already been shot and lost. But get on there. We love you. And oh wait, can we do it next week? First time in two weeks that I'll be back in studio. I'm yeah. going to Stadium Series this weekend though, so I'm very excited for that. I'm going to see the Jonas Brothers at Stadium Series. I was going to go, but it's my stupid friend's birthday. Very pissed. Selfish. Very pissed. Uh, Let's do one last like spike. Like that spike for me. Like that spike for you. All right. Like spike. Is it working, Sean? Uh, You got to do three, two, one like spike. We have a lot of likes already. So I feel like we got our like spike the first time we did a like spike. Like it's, we don't, we've not like an infinite number of likes. So we kind (laughs) of, kind of only do one like spike. Uh, amazing. All right. Well, we love you and, uh, we love doing this and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.